Thank you for joining us for this message. Whether you are watching for the first time or are simply catching up on a message you miss, we are so glad you are connecting to God's Word today. Our hope is that as you listen to the message, you will experience a real encounter with God. Please consider giving financially to support God's work through our ministry. You will find several options to do that by clicking on the word give in the menu on our website at kentwoodcommunitychurch.com. May you be inspired by the word today. Well, as we continue on in our service this evening, you see on my left, your right, you'll see that the candles are lit. We've been in the middle of a series, what we call Advent, and we explained each candle over the last four weeks. Now, the amazing thing about these candles, they're a symbol for what everybody wants, regardless of what you believe, regardless if you believe in Jesus or not, whether you believe in God or not, we all want these. And these candles represent peace and hope and joy and love. There's not a person on the planet that doesn't want these. And yet what we see about these four candles is there's a center candle that we waited for the very evening, this very evening to light. It's what we call the Christ candle. And as I light the Christ candle, what you need to realize is that Christ is the one that truly gives all of this a possibility. We can look in all ways, all angles, all areas, but there's only one area, there's only one his name is Jesus, who will truly be able to give that to all of us. Tonight, we look at this thing called Christmas Eve and Christmas. Tonight of miracles. Well, we believe miracles that actually exist. Question I have for you tonight is this. Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe that there are possible? Why are you here tonight? Is it truly to worship the king? Maybe you're here because you're a pleasing mom and dad. Maybe you're here because you're curious. Maybe here be, you're here because it's just part of your culture. You come to Christmas Eve services. Don't really care what your reason for being here tonight. I'm just glad and we're glad that you are here. And for those of you online, the same is true. What I want you to realize tonight is that all of us, we were all created for more than this. It doesn't matter what you're experiencing. Those that are hearing my voice right now, some of you are going through some really challenging things. You're going through the scare of health crisis. You're having a loved one that's hanging on for dear life. You've got relational challenges, whether it's in your marriage or whether it's with your kids or whether it's your job or whether it's finances. We are, whether we're uh, feeling like we're lonely tonight or we need some space, the reality is wherever you are, good or bad, it doesn't really matter. We are all are created for something way better than this. And just like those candles represent, we all want to be loved, we all want to be valued, we all want to be appreciated, and we can do that with one another to a certain extent. The reality is only Christ can actually do that at levels that all of us are needing in our own lives. And so today, I'm asking you, as we look at this situation around us, the world, the one thing that we all understand is the world has gone haywire. And we may all argue as to the why and how we resolve it, but we all acknowledge it's a different world than it was 24 months ago. And here we sit. And I don't know about you, but we, we need a miracle. We need many miracles. We need some miracles for our children. We need some miracles for marriages that are holding on for dear life. 
We need some miracles for relationships that are struggling for each and every one of us. Mental health issues are a challenge at levels I've never seen in my 20 some years of ministry. We have societal tensions that are screaming at us. We've got people tonight with physical sickness, as I said, and we have a church overall that is in decline across our country. Yes, we need a miracle, but here's what you need to understand. We can't buy the miracle, we can't fake a miracle, and we can't surely uh, go out and try to manipulate a miracle. We need to understand that 2,000 years ago in the far Middle East, the miracle of all miracles occurred in a way that changed the whole course of life. And you may be saying, well, I don't see the changes and I don't believe in miracles. What you need to understand is this, even if you may not believe in a miracle, it doesn't change the fact that miracles still occur. And that's really important for us all to understand. You may be asking the question is, what is a miracle? Number one, a miracle is something that doesn't happen very often because if it did, it wouldn't be a miracle. Secondly, a miracle is something that is truly out of the realm of our natural understanding. It is, it is supernatural. So as we look at Christmas and as we look at Christmas Eve, what we need to understand is that this is an opportunity to, for God to do miracles in our lives. Three questions for us tonight. Number one is this. Do miracles truly exist in the Bible? Do they truly exist in the Bible? And the answer to that question is yes, they do. The fact that Jesus was born is a miracle in and of itself. And as the team has shown you here tonight, it wasn't as we see in a lot of church um, plays. Uh, I've been to Bethlehem and they, they, if you have, you, they show you in the tour of this little cave that they said, maybe this is where Jesus was born and it's nothing as what we've seen in the church. And yes, there were animals there. And the reason why the king came is because there was no room for him where other people lived. And as Brant and the team said, is that it was upside down. Kings don't come in caves along animals. They're, they're born in palaces and all the rest. But the fact that God came is a miracle from a virgin. And we know the Holy Spirit came upon her and Jesus was one that came. Now, why did he do that? Why did the Son of God do it this way? The Bible answers that in Hebrews and says, he came and he experienced not only birth, but he experienced life just like you and I. And the reason why he experienced that so he could understand and become alongside us and die for us and intercede and come alongside and pray for us today. The fact that miracles exist in the Bible exists because Jesus was born. But the second thing is that Jesus himself performed many miracles, did he not? The very first one was at a wedding. We just had a wedding. My, my kids just came back from their honeymoon today. We celebrated a wedding a couple of weeks ago. So I know what a wedding is. Now in that wedding, Jesus was in a moment where in that culture you served wine. And if you don't, if you run out of wine, that is a shame on the family. And sure enough, in this situation, they ran out of wine and Jesus turns the water into wine. It wasn't a big miracle, but what was the purpose of the miracle? It was for him to declare, I am here. The Son of God is now here making himself known. From there we see more dramatic miracles from his life. Mark chapter one says he went to this village and in that village there were so many needs, he actually touched every single individual who had a need whether it was demonic or whether it was physical or whether it was emotional. And he healed every single individual throughout the night of that moment. 
he performed those. We see that in Mark chapter 5. He cast out demons out of a madman from Gerasim that everybody was afraid of. He, le he reached down and touched a leper and healed him. He walked on the water. He fed 5,000 with just a few fish and loaves. And truly, he showed us what miracles were all about. He raised Lazarus from the dead. So do miracles exist in the Bible? The miracle of Jesus' birth was a miracle. Jesus himself performed miracles. But the third thing I would say to you is the prophecies about Jesus are miracles in and of themselves. If you wonder whether or not Jesus actually lived and died, the fact of the matter, if you study history, it is a fact that Jesus lived and it is a fact that he died. Extra biblical um, historians that were not Christians actually verify this fact that Jesus not only lived, but Jesus was crucified. Now the miracle of all of that, as an example, was in the crucifixion. Many years before the crucifixion, the Old Testament actually prophesied about how he would die. And in those passages, it said he would be sold for 30 pieces of silver in Zechariah 11. And in fact, he was. He would be betrayed by a friend in Psalm 55, and he was. He would be, he would, the disciples would forsake him, Zechariah 13, and he was. In, in Psalm 35, he would be accused by false witnesses, and he would be spit on and hit, according to Isaiah 50. Isaiah 53 declared that he would be silenced before his accusers. Hands and feet would be pierced. He would be crucified with thieves. Many, many years before this happened, it was prophesied, and it happened just like it was prophesied, a miracle in and of itself. So yes, the Bible does give us evidence. It is there that miracles do exist there and have always existed. The second question I would ask, what's the purpose of a miracle? If in fact they are in the Bible, what are the purposes of miracles? Well, let me give you the first, and that is this. The purpose of a miracle is not so that you can be wooed and wowed, not so that all your needs can be met, but the purpose of a miracle is that God would be glorified. What does that mean? That means that people would know that he's God, that in fact, after the miracle, they would step back and say, you know what? This truly is God. You remember when Jesus was preaching in the synagogue and they lowered the man from the roof and he told him his sins were forgiven and he told him to pick up his mat and walk and he said and he declared so that you will know that the son of God has done this, that they would know that God is glorified. We see this over and over again. The purpose of a miracle is so that God would be glorified. The second purpose of a miracle is so that men and women will turn toward him. Men and women will turn toward him. Do you remember the story of Jonah? In chapter one, they throw Jonah overboard. And after throwing him overboard, the storm stops. And it says in verse 16 of chapter one, all of the sailors made commitments and vows to Jonah's God because they saw a miracle. I've been to India many times. And I will say to you, as I've been in a village, watch the entire village being prayed over out of Hinduism who've never heard of Jesus and saw miracle after miracle in each of one of those lives. And it wasn't the miracle that was the end all. The miracle was after that fact, the people believed that Jesus truly was the way and the entire village created a church in that moment. They turned toward him. So miracles do occur and they are there for us to understand that God is glorified, but that people would turn to him. The third way I would tell you that the purpose of miracles so that you and I would begin to actually have a God conscience, that we'd actually start to think about God 
in our day-to-day experience. Do you remember when the disciples were in the boat and a storm came and Jesus was asleep and they were afraid and thought they were gonna die? And in that moment, what did Jesus do? They woke him up and he said, be still. And the storm stopped. And the men who were with him, the disciples went, who is this? They were in awe and their God conscience rose. In my own life, I would say to you, I wasn't raised in a church. I wasn't raised coming to a Christmas Eve service. I never heard the name of Jesus other than in a cuss word. I didn't know what it meant to actually have relationship with Jesus. And it wasn't until I was 16, 17 years old that I had this encounter with him. And all I can say to you, regardless of where you come from and what you, where you are today, is that God met me in an incredibly intimate moment. My spirit with his spirit, and it was a game changer. I remember after I, after I came to know Christ, I went to this youth conference. I ran out into the woods, and I called out to God as a young student, and I said, hey, God, what do you want with my life? I really want you to tell me. And it was in that moment that I did that, that the presence of God fell. His presence fell upon me in that moment. And it so changed my life, that miracle, that I've been more God conscious than I've ever been before. I remember my, la- my senior year of high school, I was in the city of Tagusagalpa, Honduras, by myself. And as I was there, I was reading one morning in my room, Daniel chapter 10, where Daniel had this miracle experience where God showed up in angels and Daniel laid there as though he were dead because the presence of God was there. And I, I was a young lad and I didn't, wasn't taught all the things that you should and shouldn't do with Christianity. All I knew is I loved Jesus and I thought to God, and I started thinking, if Daniel could have that experience, maybe I could have that experience. And so I started praying and saying, God, can I experience you like Daniel? Cried out to him for over an hour. God, I want to not have religion. I not want to just go through the, the ritual. I want a relationship with you. His presence came down in such a powerful way in my life in that moment in that city of Tagusagalpa that it changed my God conscience. It was a miracle. And from that point forward, I've been saying, I will follow you every moment of my day because miracles do have purposes. Uh, They glorify God. They turn men and women toward Jesus, but they also give us a sense of a heightened level of who is God and is he involved with my day-to-day life. As I've already said, miracles are not just for my selfish needs. They're not for my own experience. Miracles aren't something that I can manipulate or use for my own, own profit or my own fame. And, and, and God's gonna do it in his time when he wants to do it. And it's not gonna happen very often, but when it does, it will change us completely. You may ask the question, is it okay for me to ask for a miracle? And the answer to that question is simple. Yes, you can. Let me give you the third question that I think is most relevant to you, and that is this, are miracles for today? Here in 2021, do miracles still occur today? And at Christmas season, do we still believe that what happened 2,000 years ago actually makes a difference right here and right now? And I believe the answer to that question is a hearty yes. Anybody else with me? Absolutely, absolutely. And I want you to know that Today's miracles are all around us. Right here in this sanctuary, in my last two years, I've only, for those of you who knew, I've only been the pastor for two years. And when I started a couple months in, COVID hit. It's been a wonderful experience. <laughs> and before COVID hit, and since COVID, we had many prayer meetings right here in the bottom section. Some prayer meetings, we had over 350 people show up. Post-COVID, we've had people that have showed up that are around 100 
150, 200 people. People with needs. People who had the audacity to say, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I need a miracle. And I've watched miracle after miracle, people being healed right in here. Truth, it's a true story. Physically healing over and over again. Praying for prodigal kids who say to mom and dad, you know what? I do not believe. And mom and dad's hearts are broke. But they will continue to love their kids and believe that one day they will see clearly who God is. Does this make sense to anybody? But here's the greatest miracle of all. The greatest miracle of all is right here. Right around here. It's Kathy and Aaron. It's Brent. It's Rhonda and Dan. It's Bethany and it's Lawrence. It's Paula and it's Tim. It's you. Why else would we gather? We could be doing a whole lot of other things. Something happened. Well, like I just shared about my life. Something happened in people. The craziness that we would meet on December 24th, all different in our ways, in our languages, in our cultures, in our ages, in our economics, in our education, in our worldviews, all of those, and we come together because something happened inside of us. And we bow our knee and say, he is the answer to our, our quest. And that's the greatest miracle that all of us have. Tonight, I'm wondering, do you need a miracle? Again, I ask, do you need a miracle? Some of you tonight, you need a miracle spiritually. What do I mean by that? You need a miracle spiritually because you have believed at some point, but for whatever reason, you've said to God, I will not believe anymore. I want to do it my way. How's that going for you? And here you are tonight sitting, and he is speaking to you. Some of you tonight, you've never encountered what we just talked about. And he's saying to you, you know what? I want to spiritually give you a miracle. I want you to understand what it means to have a relationship with the one who created you. Never to worry, never to fret over death. To know who I belong to. To know where I'm headed. I stand before you guys not to play you, not to manipulate you. But basically tell you, I believe this thing so much. It's so changed my life that I stand on this stage. I've never aspired to be a preacher, never aspired to be a leader, never aspired to be a missionary. But all of those things came because it so changed my life that I wanted others to know what he's done for me, he can do for them. So some of you need a miracle tonight spiritually and you need to say, I, I need to come back. Life's not going too well. But for others of you, you need a miracle to recommit and you need to say, I need Jesus for the very first time. Some of you need a miracle in relationships, either with your children or with your marriage or with your extended family or with other folks. I believe I serve a God of miracles. Some of you need a miracle tonight with significance and purpose. And you need to know that you matter. Are you listening to me? We're about ready to close. We're gonna do this candlelight in a moment. But if you don't hear anything else tonight, hear me now. You matter and you have purpose. And the one who created you in your mother's womb desires for you to find that purpose. And that miracle 
can happen tonight. Maybe you need a miracle with your finances or with your health. Let's come back to the very beginning, to the basics like many years ago, like the wise men did. Let's come and worship the king. Let's adore him. Let's commit to say your will be done and let's start living for him. Here's all I wanna say to those of you who need a spiritual miracle. You may ask, how do I do that? It's as simple as this. Lord, I've messed up. Guilty as charged. And I wanna turn to you. And I believe in you. Would you help me with my doubt? Do you know doubt is a part of the, of the walk? It's part of the journey. And at this church, we allow people the room to doubt because we know and trust our God who will bring us along. But we also must receive the gift and say, I want relationship with you. Do you need that tonight? Here's what I want you to do right now as we prepare to close. And this is the most important thing. I want all the kids that have the candles on to please turn them out because this is a moment of decision. So if you have the candles lit, would you please turn them out? Turn them off. Here's my question to everybody. My question is this. Who needs a spiritual miracle tonight? Either coming to Jesus for the very first time or you need to recommit and come back home to him. And simply from where you're at, you would light the candle and turn it on right now and hold it up and say, that's my miracle that I need tonight. From your seat, is there anybody that would light their candle and just hold it up just for a second? Keep your candle lit. I need to come to Jesus for the first time and or I need to recommit my life to him. Just hold it up and keep it there. There's a lot of people in that boat tonight. My second call. You say, I'm a follower of Jesus, pastor, but that doesn't mean I don't need a miracle. And the list that you gave, mine's not even in that list, but I need a miracle tonight. And from your seat, you would flip your candle on and say, I need a miracle. Would there be anybody here today that would join those other candles? Turn them on. Amen. Look around. There's a lot of people with the need of a miracle. And Christmas is that moment that miracles can occur. I have the ability to believe. Anybody else have the ability to believe that our God is a God of miracles? Yeah. Here's what I want you to do. I want everybody to stand with me. Go ahead and stand. And I want everybody to turn on their candles. Everybody to stand and turn on their candles. Here's what we're going to do. Every candle is lit. You know what I love about this moment? When a moment we're gonna sing Silent Night, look around. How many people here tonight would say, you know what? It is a dark, dark world we're in right now. Anybody believe that we're in a dark, dark world? And I'm an optimist. But it is pretty tough out there, isn't it? My wife has said to our children since they were little kids, she's quoted from Philippians chapter two to them and she said, and you will shine like the stars in the universe in a depraved and crooked generation. So my point to you is this, it may seem really dark, but the darker that it is, the brighter your light shines. You have that opportunity not to be perfect, but truly to be his follower, amen? 
with everybody standing, here's my last thing that I want to do. I'm going to pray in a moment for all of you, for all the people who need miracles. But for those of you, those of you there are about 30 or 40 of you that first put your, your candle on and said, I need a spiritual miracle. I need a miracle to come to Jesus for the first time or I need to recommit my life. Here's what I want you to do. I challenge you, if you meant that when you did that first, that first lighting of the candle, to come from your seat from the top to down here and stand here. And I want to say a simple prayer with you while we sing. And then I will send you back on your way. Why am I asking you to do that? Jesus said, if you are so shy and so timid, you don't want anybody to know about your decision. If you do not profess me before men, I will not profess you before my Father. You have a group of people here that celebrate you. And so as we sing Silent Night, I'm going to invite that group of people who want a spiritual miracle to come and just stand here with me and I'm going to pray with you as you come as the team leads us in Silent Night. So as they sing, right now, go ahead and start coming. That first group that wrote, that lit their candles, I want you just to come and stand here saying, I need a spiritual miracle. Come and stand here with me as they lead us in Silent Night. Team, would you lead? Folks, would you respond and come and stand here with me? As they sing.
here's what I want to do. I want to pray with those of you who are standing here and look up this way. We're going to close momentarily. But whether you came for a spiritual miracle, for recommitment, or you came for the very first time, I was standing where you're standing. And he met me and so changed my life that I can tell you that I believe it with every ounce that I have. And I can tell you there are many other people. And so here's what I want to do. I want to lead you in a simple prayer. And I'm going to ask those that are believers in the congregation to join us. And we're going to say a prayer. There's nothing magic about the prayer. I'm just guiding you. And if you can say this prayer and meet it, it will begin your journey. And then after we say the prayer, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have you just go to my right, your left. And I got three or four people right over here. You're just going to stand there and they're going to give you a card. And then you can go back to your seats. Is that all right? That's simple as that. So here's what I want to do. Let's bow our heads. And those that are in the place, would you that are believers and can't say this prayer and believe it, can you repeat after me? And those of you who are down here, would you repeat after me? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I am sorry for all that I've done. Thank you for coming to the earth 2,000 years ago. Please forgive me. I believe you are the Son of God. I choose you. I turn to you. I invite you into my life. I recommit my life to you. I pray this in Jesus' name.